Salutations, listeners. You are listening to a brand new episode of the Dr. Jazz Podcast. And I'm your host, Nathan Holloway, your doctor for jazz, hoping to cure whatever it is that ails you through the power and majesty of jazz music. In this episode, we're going to change directions from what we've been doing. We've been doing a lot of modern stuff and, you know, um, funky stuff, but we're going to get back to our roots with this episode. Some roots and snuts, as Dr. John would say. Um, we're going to be talking about New Orleans music, music from New Orleans, Louisiana. But you think about New Orleans, you think about one instrument, maybe a saxophone, like at a bar somewhere, you know, honking away. But more than likely, you're thinking about a trumpet. Or you're thinking about that tailgate trombone, like Kid Ori or something, or Trombone Shorty, you might have seen. That is not what we are going to be featuring on this episode. We are going to give the clarinet some love. Some love for the licorice stick. And we're going to be talking about the style of New Orleans jazz clarinet or clarinet is from New Orleans and I'm <clears throat> mainly wanting to stick to the older stuff so a lot of great stuff coming at you uh, some names you may know very easily and other names you might not know at all and that's what the whole point is is to introduce you to some really hip stuff so on with the show here is the baddest man from New Orleans himself Sydney Bashay.
that is Sidney Bechet from 1941, January 8, 1941. That is Egyptian fantasy. And the name of that group, uh, led by Sidney Bechet, of course, is Sidney Bechet and his New Orleans Feet Warmers. And that not only featured Sidney Bechet on the clarinet and the soprano saxophone, he was great at both, but Henry Red Allen on the trumpet, J.C. Higginbotham on the trombone, James Tolliver on the piano, and J.C. Hurd on the drums, as well as the great New Orleans bassist Wellman Bro. If you're not familiar with Wellman Bro, he is just a he's a legend of New Orleans bass playing, and if you want just a taste of kind of his influence, put it this way. When Duke Ellington wrote his New Orleans Suite, there is a portrait of Wellman Bro. And it's just got the most booming bass line in probably the whole album. So, Wellman Bro on bass. Anyway, that featured Sidney Bechet's clarinet playing on Egyptian fantasy. Up next, somebody you might not know so well. The great Albert Nicholas on the clarinet. And this is actually from a CD called New Orleans Clarinet by Albert Nicholas off the Living Era label. And this next tune is called Nothing But Rhythm, which features which features <laughs> Freddie Jenkins and his Harlem Seven with the great New Orleans clarinetist Albert Nicholas. Enjoy.
All right. That was Albert Nicholas on the clarinet with Freddie Jenkins and his Harlem 7. That track was called Nothing But Rhythm. Freddie Jenkins, of course, is the jazz trumpet player. Uh, you may know him from being a soloist with the Duke Ellington Orchestra in like 1930. He was in that movie Check and Double Check. Uh, starring Duke Ellington and his orchestra. And he soloed on uh, one of those tunes in that movie as well. But um, he actually had to quit Ellington's band due to lung issues. And then he recovered, and about five years later, he started up his own group, which included Albert Nicholas, the New Orleans clarinetist. And I just I love that rhythm of that, that, that tune, the, the guitar, and the, just the beat is just really infectious. Well, up next, we are going to feature another great New Orleans clarinetist. This here is Jimmy Noon, and this is Jimmy Noon's Apex Jazz Orchestra, with Jimmy Noon, of course, on the clarinet, Eddie Pollock on the alto sax, Zinke Kahn, what a name, Zinke Kahn on the piano, Wilbur Gorham on the banjo, Bill Newton, on the bass and Johnny Wells on the drums. This is the old New Orleans like or trad jazz if you want to call it that, you know, traditional jazz, standard San. This is recorded in June 1st, 1930. Here is Jimmy Noon with San. <laughs> Thank you. 
like kill a clarinet playing by Mr. Jimmy Noon. That's Noon with an E at the end. That was the trad jazz classic San by Jimmy Noon. Up next, we have a wonderful clarinetist uh, from Louisiana, but unlike most reference books, he is not from New Orleans. A lot of people think he is. This next clarinet player is Ed Hall, or Edmund Hall. And you may know Ed Hall or Edmund Hall from Louis Armstrong's various groups, his all-star groups. And Ed Hall is just a fantastic clarinet player. If you've ever seen that movie, High Society, with Bing Crosby and Grace Kelly and Louis Armstrong and Frank Sinatra and all those, playing all those Cole Porter songs, there is a track called Now You Has Jazz in which they talk about, you know, building up the band and everything, you know, instrument by instrument. Anyway, Billy Kyle's on the piano, Arville Shaw's like on the bass, and uh, Trummy Young's like on the on the trombone, and of course, you know, Satch is on the on the trumpet. But Ed Hall is on the clarinet, and he's killing it. But he is not born in New Orleans. He was actually born in Reserve, Louisiana, in May of 1901, and. It's just is really fitting that you know um, this kind of crosses both worlds in a in a beautiful, wonderful way. Um, it, this next track is Petit Fleur, which means little flower, and it was written by Sidney Bechet, and it is one of Bechet's most beautiful, haunting melodies, and to have it in Ed Hall's hands and and his interpretation is just is wonderful so i hope you enjoy it here is edmund hall with petit fleur from 1959 
Ed Hall. Petit Fleur. 1959. Beautiful quartet recording. Mm. Milton Hinton's on the bass, by the way, on that track. That's just gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Well, up next, we are going to feature two of my favorite men in jazz in this style. Now, of course, Sidney Bechet, who is probably my hero in this style of music. But also, Milton Mez Mesro. This guy is a character beyond characters. We could talk a little bit of that about that after the track. Here is Mez Mesro, Sidney Bechet together playing Groovin' the Minor. Enjoy.
God, they just, those two just know how to wail. I mean, wail on them horns, man. Sidney Bechet and Mez both just wailing away on. What was the name of that track? That was just so, so good. Mm, Groovin' the Minor. I thought it was Wailing the Minor. <laughs> I was like, that ain't right. <laughs> Groovin' the Minor. There we go. Sidney Bechet, Mez Mezro. And they had a whole host of recordings together with their own kind of quintet on Mez Mezro's King Jazz label. There's a five CD box set. It's called The King Jazz Story. And it features like all of those recordings of, and, and alternate recordings, you know, of uh, Mesro and Bechet together. And just, God, the chemistry between those two is just phenomenal. But Mez Mesro, he was like uh, a muggle king, if you will. You know, he was a clarinetist. He was born in Chicago. But um, he, he, he was like, you know, king of the reefer, you know, for Chicago and, you know, all of that stuff. He eventually went on to Paris. He was like uh, lifetime friends with Hugh Pennessy. Um, I mean, just he's he was a very cool, colorful character. He married a black woman. And so when he did, he said that he became a voluntary Negro. <laughs> Uh, one time he got arrested at the, uh, what is it, the 1939 World's Fair, trying to go into a jazz club, and he had 39 sticks of marijuana in his um, coat pocket, you know, rolled up, ready to give out to his friends and his buddies. Anyway, the police arrested him, threw him in jail, and he and he had a, a come apart. He just had a conniption fit because he's like, you can't put me in a white jail. I'm not a white guy. Can't you see my nappy hair? I, I swear I'm a voluntary Negro. So he, he basically, you know, bitched and moaned until he finally got put into uh, a black prison. And when they finally put him in the black prison, he was talking to this, uh, you know, security guard. And um, when, when they got there, he said, well, I guess we can arrange that. And uh, I read about you in the papers. We've been wondering how long it'd take you to get here, you know, I guess because he... It was so associated with marijuana. And he said, we need a good leader for our band here at the prison. I think you're just uh, the guy for the, who we need, you know, for this sort of thing. And um, it's just crazy, man. I mean, this guy just kind of just backed his ass into luck wherever he went. He also, I, I need to point this out too, has a great autobiography that he wrote called Really the Blues. And it was a book that he wrote with um, Wolf. What was that guy's name? Let me see. Francis Wolf? Bernard Wolf. That's it. Bernard Wolf and him wrote this book. It's a great book. It really is. You should totally check it out. Well, up next we got the one and only Alphonse Picou. Now, if you're not familiar with Alphonse Picou, that's okay. You're probably familiar with his very famous clarinet break in High Society. And we're actually going to be featuring the recording of Papa Celestan's 
uh, original tuxedo jazz orchestra in which Alphonse Picou played in. And with that came the world-famous clarinet break in high society that everybody copies even to this day. So without further ado, Papa Celestan, Alphonse Picou, High Society. with Papa Celestan and his original Tuxedo Jazz Orchestra, the world-famous break to high society. And there's also a, a great clip on YouTube if you want to see Alphonse Picou. That's P-I-C-O-U. Uh, I guess a couple months before he died in, I think, the late 50s? Might have been early 60s. Anyway, it's a black and white thing. It's like um, one of those television jazz specials. And it's just, he's got this weird curved clarinet. It's like straight body, but then the little bell is curved. But anyway, he's still playing, you know, his ass off, even right before he died. Well, up next, we've got somebody completely different. But it's just, it's so good. It's Johnny Dodds, the Johnny Dodds, alongside Kid Ori, 
the Kid Ori on trombone. Johnny Dodd's clarinet, Kid Ori trombone. Both of these guys is in Louis Armstrong's Hot Five, Hot Seven. And it's just, it's it's great. There's a great album of the two of them on the Phillips record label together. And the track that we're going to listen to is a tune that Johnny wrote called Lady Love. Lady Love by Johnny Dodds and Kid Ori. Another great example of that New Orleans clarinet flavor for you. Mm, good, 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 good stuff. And the name of the album, nothing shocking here, easy to find. Johnny Dodds and Kid Ori on the Phillips label. Great album. All right, up next, clarinetist you might not have heard of. His name is Albert Burbank. It's got a very special sound. It's totally New Orleans. Hope you dig it. Here is Albert Burbank playing a song made famous by a lot of musicians, but most notably Louis Armstrong. This is Albert Burbank playing Shine. (laughs) 
All right, that was Albert Burbank. And he was playing Shine, which is a just a wonderful tune. Just great melody, great chord changes. Now, Albert Burbank was a New Orleans clarinet player, and he played a lot with um, Kid Ori, and he also... He would play, you know, with like the Preservation Hall All-Stars, like in Australia and things like that. And he played, he even had a stroke like uh, about a year before he died. And uh, he, he, he still continued to play. He's just um, an amazing spirit, Albert Burbank on the clarinet. But it's also a segue into our next clarinetist because Albert Burbank was one of many, many, many New Orleans clarinetists that just took lessons from our next clarinet player. I mean, Albert Burbank alongside Albert Nicholas, Jimmy Noon, who we've already heard from, Johnny Dodds, Sidney Bechet, Barney Bigard, Louis Cottrell, all of these clarinetists study with this next guy. This next guy is Lorenzo Tio Jr. And he was a master clarinetist from New Orleans. And his father, Lorenzo Tio Sr., was actually a master clarinetist as well. Uh, and his uncle, Louis Papa Tio. Um, they had this method of playing the clarinet. Um, in which they also played an Albert clarinet. Now, see, there's two different kinds of clarinets. You've got the kind of clarinets that, like, Benny Goodman and Artie Shaw and Woody Herman played, and those are called the BAME system clarinets. That's, I think it's B-O-E-H-M, and that's the BAME system clarinets. But a lot of these early New Orleans clarinets were actually playing with an Albert system clarinet which is important to note because um, I play clarinet and, and I've tried some of those Albert system clarinets and I've tried um, the BAME clarinets, you know, when I first started. And the thing about the Albert system clarinets is that it's a lot easier to scoop notes. It's a lot easier to wail and bend pitches to get that bluesy effect. You know, think, and when I say bend pitches and wail, think more like uh, Rhapsody in Blue, the intro clarinet part where it scoops up really super duper high. It's quite easier to do those sort of effects on an Albert system clarinet rather than a BAME system clarinet. And that's because of the way that the mechanics are within the keys and the key system and the structure of it. Um,. But, getting back to point, Lorenzo Tio uh, Jr. had this system of playing the instrument which involved his Albert system clarinet. And he used two lips curled in for a double lip embouchure. And all that was in combination with very soft reeds, which helped him scoop and get these wailing kind of effects. So... We're now going to listen to Lorenzo Tio from when he was a part of Armand J. Perron's band, 
A.J. Perrone. And he, of course, he played with Perrone. He also played alongside Sidney Bechet, one of his students. He also played with Jelly Roll Morton as well and uh, Clarence Williams. So, but this is Lorenzo Tio Jr. with A.J. Perrone. And here is Bouncing Around. Lorenzo Tio Jr. with A.J. Perrone and his orchestra bouncing around. Just got clean, clean, clean clarinet playing for for that age and that time era. It's just fantastic articulations, you know. Just man, go. You probably need to go back if if you can't hear what I'm hearing. Go back. Rewind that track. Rewind this podcast, you know. Uh, speaking of this podcast, if you'd like to see these album covers and get more information, please visit the Dr. Jazz podcast website. That is D-R-J-A-Z-Z, Dr. Jazz podcast. All one word, D-R-J-A-Z-Z, P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot WordPress dot com. And I'd love to hear from you. So, speaking of that, one of the one of uh, 
a few people who've actually contacted me. This shout out goes out to uh, Brian, Yo BP. Thanks for the email, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, as promised, working on this new show for you. So, um, hopefully you're digging it, man. So, let's listen to another one of Lorenzo Tio Jr.'s students. Here is the great Louis Cottrell with Bourbon Street Parade. Cottrell, God bless, man. That just—it's so relaxing to hear his tone. It's so different than so many of those New Orleans clarinetists. I mean, and they're all different in their own special way. But you know, you got to really listen for it. But Louis Cottrell, man, that guy just has like this whisper kind of quality on a clarinet. It's just—it's—it's it's very easy. It's very relaxing. You know, he's almost like the Jimmy Jufri of. New Orleans clarinet players. So, just 
relaxing, beautiful, wonderful, and just killer chops, too. And on a great standard like Bourbon Street Parade. Who would have thought, man? Anyway, that comes from the album New Orleans Legends, Louis Cottrell. And once again, that's another student of Lorenzo Tio Jr. There you go. And we're going to kind of turn this and make this an angle for this part of the podcast. We're going to listen to two more of Lorenzo Tio Jr.'s clarinet students. Louis Cottrell that we just heard. And now we're going to listen to Omer Simeon, the great clarinet player with Ruben Reeves, the trumpet player. And this is the Congo Love Song with Omer Simeon on the clarinet. Thank you. 
clarinet, Ruben Reeves on the trumpet, Ruben Reeves group. That was the Congo Love Song. All right. A little bit about Omer Simeon for you. This guy played with everybody. So besides being a student of Lorenzo Tio Jr., which we're kind of doing a little angle at, impromptu-wise, for the podcast here, he um, he moved in between you know New Orleans, Chicago, and New York. I mean, the three you know jazz stops in the history of you know the early history of, of the music. But this guy not only played with, you know, like, uh, local bands, you know, and things like that, and being taught by Lorenzo Tio Jr., he also uh, played with Jelly Roll Morton in 1926 with Morton's Red Hot Peppers. And he also, in 27, joined King Oliver's Dixie Syncopators. So, when he moved to New York, he also played with Louis Russell, when he was in Manhattan. Then he went back to Chicago in 1928, and he played with Erskine Tate Orchestra. By 1931, he played with, and he started a 10-year engagement with the great Earl Hines on piano. Uh, They say in the 40s, he worked with Coleman Hawkins and Jimmy Lunsford. Uh, He also made some recordings with Wilbur de Perez and Kid Ori in the 50s, uh, including a tour of Africa in 1957. Uh, But he is most known at all that for his duet, in which he played saxophone, though, not clarinet, but saxophone. He did a duet with Louis Armstrong and Louis' recording of Skokian. So... I bet you've heard a bunch of that stuff and you didn't really realize that you were listening to Omer Simeon. Well, you were. And that last track we just heard was The Congo Love Call with Omer Simeon and Reuben Reeves. Now, on to another one of Lorenzo Tio Jr.'s students, a really famous clarinetist, play with not only... Louis Armstrong, but Duke Ellington had prominent roles with both. Here is the one and the only Mr. Barney Bigard with Wampum.
Barney Beegard, Wampum, off of his album Barney Beegard and the Pelican Trio. Barney Beegard on clarinet, Duke Burrell on the piano, Barry Martin on the drums. And this is from the Jazzology label. Just, God, this is a great album. But I just love that track, Wampum, because of just the rhythm and the drums. Alrighty, now on to somebody who's a completely different style of clarinet from New Orleans. This is Raymond Burke. Raymond Burke was kind of like an introvert. He had this, he, he didn't smoke, he didn't drink, he didn't do anything like that, he didn't gamble. He was a very straight-laced kind of guy. He never really left the city. I think his friend said that he only spent like a total of 10 weeks outside of New Orleans for his entire life. You know, and he didn't have, he wasn't in a hurry. He didn't do a lot of whole, a lot of runs on the clarinet. It was just this beautiful sound. So I'd like to introduce you if you haven't heard the music from Raymond Burke. Here is Raymond Burke on the clarinet from New Orleans, Louisiana, playing the standard, the beautiful, gorgeous standard, body and soul. Thank you. 
beautiful, beautiful tone on the clarinet, and not an easy song to solo on on top of that. Body and Soul is a very difficult tune. That's one of the reasons it was so impressive when Coleman Hawkins did all the amazing pyrotechnics that he did on that tune. That's not an easy tune to keep in your head with all of the different changes, the chord changes, and the key modulation to the bridge and back. So, not to mention the chromatics. It's it's a gorgeous tune, though. So, hats off to Raymond Burke and his gorgeous clarinet stylings on that. And there was something else I meant to mention going back one step to... Barney Begard. Barney Begard, when he was taking lessons with Lorenzo Tio Jr., Lorenzo Tio actually showed him this little lick, and this little lick with this little half-step thing going back and forth, it kind of went, da, 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 and, you know, Barney Begard would warm up on these sort of things, and when he was with Duke Ellington's orchestra, you know, Duke always would, he was like the Picasso. He, he'd take little fragments of things people would play while they were warming up, and he'd use them, and he'd write, you know, melodies based off of them, or he'd just, in fact, steal them, and then take credit for himself. Well, he took credit for that riff that Lorenzo Tio Jr. showed Barney Begard, and that riff became Mood Indigo. Thought that would be an interesting story to share with you, in case you didn't know that. Up next, Jimmy O'Brien. And many of you are going, there's there's an Irish guy from New Orleans? <laughs> no. Not what you think. Jimmy O'Brien was a clarinet player who was um, born in either Arkansas or Kentucky. Nobody really knows for sure. Um, last part of the 19th century, about 1896, they think... You know, back in those times, nothing was really documented that well. But uh, he is a jazz clarinetist. A lot of people compare his style of playing to Johnny Dodds. In fact, a lot of people get it confused with Johnny Dodds. But he played in a group called the Tennessee Ten in 1920-1921. But he also played with King Oliver. W.C. Handy, the father of the blues, the guy who wrote St. Louis Blues and all that other stuff. Uh, Loveless Love, Careless Love, you know. And But not only did Jimmy O'Brien play with King Oliver, W.C. Handy, but he also played with Jelly Roll Morton. So, and um, Lovey Austin and her blues serenaders as well. There you go. This guy played around. Sadly, though, he died at the peak of his career. He was only like 32-ish, you know, because nobody knows really when he was born. So around 30, 32 years old. That's about Charlie Parker's age, if you really want to put it in perspective. So, um, yeah. So here's one of the tracks from This is Alabama Bound, Jimmy O'Brien on clarinet.
Jimmy O'Brien on the clarinet, man. Alabama bound. Just just nice groove right there. All right, up next we've got Buster Bailey. And Buster Bailey, man, this guy, his resume is just like a laundry list. First of all, he was actually taught clarinet by Franz Shep. And Franz Shep, if you're not familiar with the history of things, was the exact same clarinet teacher that taught Benny Goodman. So, anyway, he played in Erskine Tate's Vendome Orchestra. He played with King Oliver. He played with Louis Armstrong. He played with Fletcher Henderson. He played with Perry Bradford and his Jazz Fools. P-H-O-O-L-S. He played with Clarence Williams, Noble Sissel, Midge Williams, Edgar Hayes, John Kirby, the Mills Blue Rhythm Band, Wilbur de Paris, Wild Bill Davidson, just Henry Red Allen. I mean, this guy was just everywhere. And he's just a killer clarinet player. So we're going to feature him with his group and his track, The Shanghai Shuffle. Hope you enjoy it. This is Buster Bailey.
You know, it just occurred to me, there's a part of that tune that largely sounds like Jig Time by Gene Cardos. K-A-R-D-O-S. Hmm. Maybe Gene Cardos ripped off Buster Bailey and the Shanghai Shuffle. Give it a listen. Shoot me an email. Tell me what you think. All right. Trying to wrap things up here. We are going to listen next to... Willie Humphrey, who is a great clarinetist who played with the Preservation Hall Jazz Band. And, of course, Preservation Hall Jazz Band had many different leaders. But one of the leaders it had was the bell gal, Sweet Emma Barrett. And in her version of the Preservation Hall Jazz Band, Willie Humphrey played the clarinet. And we're going to listen to Willie and Emma's band play Clarinet Marmalade. Enjoy. For our first selection of the evening, it will be clarinet marmalade.
with applause like that, that makes me think of another great New Orleans clarinetist. You can't think of New Orleans, Louisiana, and jazz clarinet down there and not think of this guy with his signature goatee, his bald head, and his clearest crystal tone. We're talking about Pete Fountain. Here is the wonderful Pete Fountain from his album Pete Fountain's New Orleans with Up a Lazy River. Alright, so that's the great Pete Fountain from his album Pete Fountain's New Orleans and Up a Lazy River. Of course, uh, The Great Standard, written by Hoagie Carmichael. So, well, we got a few left. Uh, here's another name you might not be that familiar with. This is Israel Gorman, and he's playing the clarinet from the well, for the well known New Orleans Standard, Elaba. This is Israel Gorman speaking. This is Israel Gorman's band playing at Happy Landing, New Orleans. These records was made March the 14th, 1954. Charlie Love's trumpet player, Israel Gorman clarinet, Joe Abram trombone, Louis Gallo piano, 
Albert Giles, drummer, Sam Charter, banjo. Thank you. Israel Gorman on the clarinet and he he's played with a lot of the great acts in New Orleans from Kid Chic, Kid Howard, Wooden Joe Nicholas, uh, Peter Bocage, George Gano, Cy Frazier, Punch Miller, Charlie Love, Sweet Emma Barrett, uh, yeah just a bunch of them, Billy and Dee Dee Pierce, so, and if you don't know those names, by all means, you should check out those names too, because they've got really great music as well. Well, we're about to wrap up here. We've got about three more. So, what we're going to focus on now is the Barnes Brothers. This is Paul Polo Barnes and his polo players, and they are playing one of the great standards for trad jazz. This is Tishomingo Blues.
Yeah, Paul Polo Barnes and his polo players, Dishomingo Blues. It almost sounds like he's got that double lip amateur thing going on as well, kind of like the way that Lorenzo Tio Jr. would have. Yeah, it definitely sounds like he was playing with like a soft reed. Hmm. Well, now let's hear the other Barnes brother who's a great clarinet player. Probably the wilder one out of the two. You be the judge. Here's Emil Barnes and opening night at the Preservation Hall with his band. Here is St. James Infirmary.
Emil Barnes, definitely the uh, the wilder one out of the two Barnes clarinet brothers. So to recap, the song that we just heard, St. James Infirmary by Emil Barnes, E-M-I-L-E, Emil Barnes, and his band, opening night at the Preservation Hall. And then before that we heard Polo Barnes, Paul Polo Barnes and his polo players playing Tishomingo Blues, a much more reserved version. So, two brothers from New Orleans, two clarinet players, two totally different styles. Alright, well, we have got one more before we head out, and I've got a special one saved for you. You cannot talk or discuss New Orleans clarinet playing without mentioning the great George Lewis. Not the trombone player who plays avant-garde stuff, no. Talking about the clarinet player, George Lewis. He was part of the whole New Orleans, Dixieland, trad, jazz, whatever you want to call it, revival. He was there in the beginning as well. He has played everywhere. He is a staple of New Orleans clarinet playing. He is... He's it. You know, and he's got tons of songs that he wrote. He's got a fantastic tone. He always had a great band. There's a whole host of recordings on the American Music label, the George H. Buck label, Jazzology label. Great, great stuff. Just check out everything. It's all good stuff. But this one is from an album called Ragtime Stompers. And it is George Lewis with Kid Thomas on the trumpet. And they are taking on the old barrel house classic Salty Dog. Which is really just kind of like a jam tune for the day. So, here is Kid Thomas on trumpet. George Lewis on clarinet. Just absolutely jamming at Salty Dog. Hope you dig it. Jim, go get in there, Jim. 
dug that that was just a rollicking good version of salted dog by kid thomas on the trumpet again and george lewis on the clarinet new orleans master well hopefully you've dug us giving a little bit of love to the liquor stick focusing on some new orleans style clarinet playing and hopefully there's some new things that you learn hopefully you dug some of the stories and most importantly we just appreciate you listening. I'm glad you dig it. Even if you stumble on it by mistake, it's all good, man. However you get here, as long as you're here, and as long as you enjoy your stay. So, please spread the word. Tell your friends. Share links. We're on iTunes. All that other stuff. We're also on SoundCloud. And we've got our website. D-R-J-A-Z-Z podcast that dr jazz podcast.wordpress.com love to hear from you please don't be shy all right until next time ashes to ashes dust to dust y'all be good now because in jazz we trust <laughs>